Hi, this is Matt Bernstein, and I'm with Dennis J. Smith, and this is the Make Money Online Show, where every week we have a unique guest that will help you make money online. So thanks for being our guest, uh, and why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. So a couple of things um, that are relevant to this audience. Um, like Dennis said, I, I run a social media marketing company. It's called iSocialU. Um, mainly focuses on social media marketing and generating leads for uh, clients that I work with. Um, I have two types of clients. One is um, uh, small, medium businesses, startups, and they need help with everything. And then on the other side, uh, I have uh, corporate clients like Chevy, Papa Murphy, um, and they're like mega, mega brands and they have budget for everything. (laughs) So it's like the two different like ends of uh, uh, spectrum that I, I work with. Uh, and then another relevant thing, I've been active on Udemy. I believe I, it's it's going to be, it's 11 months now. I think next year, next month is going to be one year. Uh, and recently started uh, putting my content from Udemy or on, on Skillshare and looking at other platforms. So those are a couple of things that are, that, that what I do actively and relevant to this audience. <laughs> You you work with Chevy. Dennis, you missed it. <laughs> Matt, can you, you hear me? Start while I get this yes, plug in, please. Okay, De- Dennis, can you hear me? All right, he can't hear me. It's awesome that you work with Chevy, though. Yeah, but um, it's fun. You know, kind of like when you work with the small and medium businesses, there is more room for um, creativity. And you can go test and uh, test a lot of stuff. When you work corporate clients, we get like a, a list of things we have to execute. So we can't look right and left. We just have to like execute that plan. Or uh, there's a lot of like uh, things we have to follow, a lot of uh, uh, brand rules that we have to follow. But obviously, it's more money. <laughs> so, uh, Ali, I see that your company page, iSocialU, has over 25,000 Facebook followers, which is awesome. And uh, which this provides social proof for your clients. What advice would you have for our listeners to grow in their Facebook page? Like, how can I grow skill hands to, to more followers and uh, emulate some of your success? So, <clears throat> since Facebook, I'm sure everybody knows, Facebook has become a pay to play platform. So the best way to kind of like grow any audience on Facebook is uh, using the, the, the advertising and targeted advertising. Um, but obviously when we're starting out and we're solopreneurs and small and medium businesses, there's, you know, there's hardly any budget. So what I like to do is kind of like growth hack um, and divert your audience from other places that you're active on to Facebook. And I'll give you like a couple of examples. Uh, a lot of time we have, um, a lot of connections on LinkedIn. So you can export your LinkedIn contacts and connections into a CSV file and then invite those people to your Facebook page. You can do the same thing with Gmail. We sometimes, if we're active on email, which a lot of us are, uh, we can download a contact list from Gmail and then um, invite them to our Facebook group. Uh, and then number three is if, if we are actively blogging, producing content, and we have some traffic to our website. So you can use plugins like, uh, I believe, SumoMe or uh, Hello Bar. There's some plugins that you can uh, use to direct your traffic from your blog to your Facebook page. So there are some growth texts that you can use to, um, you know, get attention or get traffic to your Facebook page. But the number one way any, any business or page can grow on Facebook is by using advertising. I'm already taking down notes, so if I'm looking down, then that's that's what I'm doing. So that's some that's, good tips to export your contacts and invite them. Yes. Yeah, I never thought of that, and I was going to ask, is that like a cool thing to do that people don't mind that you're taking that information? Is there maybe a way that you can word it when you send them an email to, to let them know that, hey, I'd like you to follow me here? Yeah, when you... Uh, Dennis, when you invite them, you can actually make a personal note. And sometimes you just be transparent. Hey, I, we're connected on Gmail, and I'm going to invite you on a Facebook page. And by the way, if it's not relevant, ignore, and I apologize, blah, blah, blah. 
But a lot of time what happens is there are a lot of people in our email or LinkedIn, they don't know we have a Facebook page. So if we just let them know they can, then they're more than happy to like join us. Cool. Yeah, because I, I don't use like LinkedIn as much. Matt, how about yourself? in it but not really no i i have like connections where if i know somebody if i'm emailing back and forth i'll connect with them on linkedin mm-hmm. i'm sorry to do that but i don't like post anything yeah you know and i just thought that that might be a good idea for you because like when you said the word post and you mentioned linkedin ali that you can blog on on um, linkedin yeah. So the the idea is, let's say if uh, someone is consistently putting content on LinkedIn, uh, Pulse or LinkedIn Publishing, at the end of your content, you can direct people to your Facebook page. Join me on, you know, a link of your Facebook page. And another thing is, um, keep in mind, like Facebook page is not the only product that we can use to market ourselves. Recently, I've been very active in uh, Facebook groups. The the algorithms and rules and um, not needing to spend advertising on Facebook group is a huge um, sort of benefit. So you can still, um, you know, get active in Facebook groups and build your brand and uh, drive traffic to your website and capture emails and, you know, uh, then sales to those people. Yeah, I think people forget about that, that um, Facebook groups are an excellent resource. I was going to ask you, as far as Facebook in general, what are some good tips? Because, I don't like myself um, trying to be consistent in my posting. So what would you recommend for listeners, like some tips or some hacks or just some advice in general with Facebook? The, the make or break is really consistency. Uh, if you look at any, any good pages um, that you remember, the ones that we keep going back to again and again, is the biggest reason is they're consistent. Sometimes we like their content, sometimes we, we probably don't like their content, uh, but the main reason is if they're consistent, they will show up in our feed. Um, um, and that's how, like, that, that will be the number one thing. But do you guys see my face? Because I'm seeing, like, poor internet signal. <laughs> okay. Um, but you wanna, what you want to do is with Facebook or any kind of marketing, you want to get to a point where, um, let's say if someone asks a question on Facebook and Matt sees it, or Dennis sees it and they tag me um, because they think I might know the answer. So that's, that should be our goal when we get active on Facebook or Twitter. We want to get into the groups that ask answering questions or if we have page, we want to provide educational value based on our niche to a point where people feel like, hey, if I have a question, the answer to this question, Ali might know or Dennis might know or Matt might know. So that should be the... Um, kind of like our goal. Can we inspire? Can we help people in a way that they they know who we are, and next time they have a question, they reach out to us. True. I I, I see your point in that because it reminds me of when I used to manage a video store. Somebody would come in, and we might not have that video, but we would recommend another store in the Seattle area because we knew that they had it. So you're saying that. If you know somebody, like if I know that Matt would have the answer, and I think I've done this with both of you before, I might tag Matt so that Matt comes in and answers that question. So then people see me as a connector because I know who to go to to get them the answer for what they're looking for, right? Yeah, people see you as a connector and people see Matt as an expert. Yeah. So what, what I've been doing recently is I have a lot of social media and marketing groups on Facebook. So every morning, my first hour is spent just looking at the feed of those groups and then answering questions. That's it. Because then what happens is if, when people have Facebook ads questions or social media or Instagram questions next time, then someone else will tag me because they saw me responding or educating people yesterday or day before. Great. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to do that too. What you're saying, and some of the, sometimes it's just I feel like there a lot of time goes by looking for stuff to answer and things like that. So I usually just say, um, you know, forget this, and I'll just post a video that's relevant to the group that just purely adds value. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it it is. There's I think the biggest challenge on social media and Facebook is is actually the noise. 
how much information there is. Um, what I try to do now is, and I, you know, I, I have a company, uh, social media, I make money using social media and helping with people with social media. I actually limit my time on it. So when I'm done with Facebook, I close it. And same thing with my email. When I'm done with my email, I try to close it. So that's like another thing that you ha have the, the time or batch your time. You know, maybe morning 45 minutes or 30 minutes are when I'm going to post. And then afternoon, after lunch, I'm feeling, you know, uh, lazy, so to speak. Then I'll go talk to people in the groups, but then leave. If you don't see anything valuable, just leave and do work on your courses, work on your businesses, work on your blogs, and maybe come back in the evening. Uh, yeah, you know, I sometimes feel pressured, like with Facebook, if I don't close it, that I've got to like answer a message like somebody I know, he had a question before I came on for the show today. And I said, No, I can't answer it at this point. I'll take care of it later. So. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the, our goal, you know, when we want to use Facebook or even Twitter, um, there's a lot of value in Twitter now, because I can directly talk one on one with people. Um, so I've, I've been paying a lot of attention on Twitter, but our, our goal should be we, we answer a lot of questions based on what we know. So people remember us and people know who we are and uh, reach out to us next time they have a problem or potentially a business lead for us. You said that you were uh, on top of you owning a couple businesses, one being, you know, you're working with Chevy and all these other brands. Um, you said you were also a Udemy instructor for the past year. And I'm just curious now, is selling online courses or Udemy courses like a decent uh, part of your business? Or do you see it like becoming a bigger part of your business in the future? Um, man, I lost both of you. Uh, to you guys, I can't see you. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? I can hear you okay. guys, but I just can't see you guys. Uh, um, but yeah, going back to your question, man, I definitely think the um, online education is going to grow. Um, Udemy is like a platform and a tool. Skillshare is the same way. We lost them. And you know, platforms and tools always change. You guys hear me? Yeah, you cut out... Um, I don't know if it's like your connection on your end, you cut out, but go ahead, continue with your thought. I'm like totally, so I don't know what's happening with Blab. I, I don't even have like any feedback or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, Matt, I see you. You should move from Dallas and get a real internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all the videos I'm watching are <laughs> No, um, so going back, I definitely met, I see online education keep on growing. I think that's the, people don't want to go to schools anymore. They want to learn on demand, uh, skills and training. So right now it's a decent part of my, uh, my business. Um, obviously, personally, in, in the company, I have a couple of team members who help me with the campaigns. But my courses are mostly me at, that, at this point. Uh, but I do see it growing in future, maybe even on platforms like Skillshare and other platforms. Do you, do you, just a real quick question, do you enjoy teaching more or do you enjoy your, the um, business aspect of working with clients? What, what do you get more enjoyment out of? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, if I had to pick, I would say probably working with the clients, um, mainly because it's a, it's a real person sitting next to me and, uh, you know, more feedback and more engagement and more connection. Mm -hmm. And in sometimes in online education, you feel like, Hey, there's, you don't know who's taking your courses or who's on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus I would think that working with the clients actually helps you kind of, um, know what you can teach as far as courses go, because you can see what, kind of education people are needing by working with your clients. Yeah. And then and that's another, uh, that helps me create online courses because um, the niche, you know, social media or Facebook marketing or Instagram marketing, I think it's probably the most crowded niche on online education on Udemy and other platforms. So the only reason why I feel like I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm doing well on Udemy because I try to integrate my uh, business with the Udemy uh, stuff. 
So if I'm teaching, let's say, if I'm teaching an Instagram marketing course, it probably means I'm doing Instagram marketing a lot in real life for clients or myself. So I try to like integrate both reasons. But otherwise, like if someone wants to create marketing and social media courses, it's it's a very crowded niche. And obviously, you can stand out and do different things. But it is as compared to technology courses, it's probably very very tough to break into. So what should it, businesses and let's say if somebody's running a small business or maybe you know somebody's a digital nomad or um, does online marketing or online courses? What kind of things in general should they be doing on social media? Should they cover everything from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram? Or is there something maybe that they should just start out on and focus on that and grow from there? So the number one thing that you want to do, in my opinion, is produce content. So because if you kind of like step back and look at anybody famous online that we know, we know them through their content. We found them through their books or courses or blogs, all entrepreneurs, small, medium businesses. You want to see what in your niche, can you produce videos? If not, can you write blog articles? If not, can you produce like micro content in form of maybe Instagram images and videos? So the number one thing you want to do is you want to start creating consistent uh, content. I think that that's a good there idea. There is a lot of echo. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I, I'm trying to go. That's like why it takes a while for Matt and I to respond because we put ourselves on mute to try to hopefully keep the echo from from happening. But um, I think that like something like on your end is kind of off because you freeze at times. And, and Matt's been fine. He's just kind of sitting there pondering his, his thoughts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now he's he's on mute. It is strange because yeah, I do. You're not on mute. Seems fine. So yeah. now we see we can't hear Matt now, but you can hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I can boy. hear you. Technology is <laughs> going to send me to my grave early. I think. Yeah. Let me actually. I just checked my Wi-Fi speed, and it seems mm -hmm. fine. Hmm. I know it's like it's so weird because like I'm up here in a different room and the internet's usually fairly fine up here and we've got even for Idaho we've got yeah. fast internet connectivity but now we can't hear Matt at all. Yeah, I can't hear him either. No, hear you, Matt. Very. You might want to check. So, so you said that. Um, like with content, I totally agree with you that it's it's you want to release stuff consistently so that your users kind of expect something to come out from you on a certain frequency. And so you, you don't want to break that. So if you're doing something every week and all of a sudden you go from two weeks before you release something and then you go a month and then you go back, you start losing those people. Yeah. And, you know, another thing you got to keep in mind that is so producing content is just a start. It's one thing. It's also sort of our own. Uh, it's up to us to take that content to the right people or bring the right people to content or in other words, like, you know, marketing that content or promoting that content. So I think as far as the frequency, I kind of feel like it's, it's really if you can write weekly, fine. If not, if you can write every two weeks, that's fine, too. If you can write, you know, 2000, 3000 blogs in a month every that's fine too. but then you have to step one write it and then also you know take it to people who is your target audience mm -hmm. if you're if, if you're looking for your food blogger if you have a food blog and you're looking for people interested in food um then you know pinterest you know there are group boards on pinterest there are facebook groups there are um, you know a lot of like other community websites that you need to get active in so you can find excuses or reasons where you can put in your links and drive people back to your website. Yeah, so it's all about like at the right moment, right? Yeah. So you can, Ali, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so Matt, Matt was saying that he can, or that you can hear him, right? Matt, can you hear me? No, I cannot hear you. Yeah, see, you can't hear Matt either. So see, I was telling Matt, neither of us, can hear him. So, can you hear me so, now? Yes, we can. Okay. So, so I was just with my thought is that you, when you drop that information into those groups, 
you want to make sure that it's information that people are going to find valuable, that you're not just spamming a group. So now that we can hear Matt, we can go ahead and let him go on with the next question. <laughs> so basically, how do the same businesses that we've been talking about decide which platform fits best for their business? Because I'm assuming uh, the things that I'm doing with Skillhance, trying to teach people how they could build their own successful side business, other, plat other social media networks would stand out more than others for me, right? Matt, say that you were cutting off. Ask that again. Uh, <laughs> Dennis, is was I cutting off for you too or no? Okay. Uh, now, I, now I can't hear Dennis. Goddamn blab. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. Jeez. Yes. Google Hangouts, man. All right, so Allie, can you hear me? Uh, yes, for now I can. <laughs> okay, all right, so so the same people and businesses that we were talking about, what social media networks would best, uh, how, do you, how do they decide which social media networks best fit their business? So I typically like to like do like uh, two questions. One is um, whoever, um, your target audience, is that audience on that platform? And the two is, do you actually like using it? So, for example, you know, if I want to be, you know, online education, for example, if I want to be known as an instructor and teacher, are people who are wanting to learn, are they on uh, Instagram? You know, yes, because I can look at Udemy and Skillshare and other teachers who have big profiles and big accounts. Um, are they on Twitter? They probably are, because I can look at the hashtag and see how active those hashtags are. But then the second question I would ask is between those two, which one I like, I enjoy the most. So I think that's how like I would, you know, in the beginning, don't, don't try to be on too many places because it's a really, really hard and uh, we can easily get, you know, distracted. So pick maybe one or two places and then be like, and my rule of thumb is if I, if I know there are people, if I'm active on Twitter, and I notice people sending me messages and tagging me and as asking me questions, I know I'm doing something right. That's the point where I want to like get to. And if not, then I'm like, hey, maybe this is not the right channel for me, or maybe you know, I'm not getting attention, so let me you know, change my strategy or look somewhere else. Great advice, especially question number two, like do I like being on the platform? And, and I do ask myself that question already, but now I'm getting some reassurance that that's the right question to ask. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, there are so many people in this, you know, on social media. There are a lot of people on. You can be, you can follow Instagram marketing best practices and be successful on Instagram or or Facebook or Twitter. But I like to say, like, pick one or two and see if you really, like, you naturally enjoy it. Because it's, then it's going to be really easy for you to, you know, if you like Twitter, pop into Twitter and answer a bunch of questions. Uh, you know, right now I, I have Twitter streams. Anyone who released on Skillshare, I get a notification. So I haven't done that for Udemy yet, um, but I can really, you know, new instructors, um, I can really like uh, kind of like uh, like tweet, share, like engage with them on Twitter. That's where, that's how like they get to know me and I get to know them. But if I didn't like Twitter, then it would be really hard for me to like to do that. Oh boy. No voice. <laughs> Oh, uh, when I go to San Francisco for Udemy Live, I might want to walk down to Blab and say, come on, guys, get your act together. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I did Skype with someone this morning, and it, it was fine. But, yeah, I think it's probably well, Sky Skype and Google Hangouts usually are pretty consistent um, with the quality. It's just Blab lately because, you know, a couple of times. My mic was on mute that time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe we should go back to the format hey, of drinking, dr drinking a beer. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it in used to work right. In the beginning, like we we're having so many technical difficulties, and we like dropped all of our people. But this will be on i. I'll edit it. This will be on iTunes and uh, YouTube and everything else after it being edited from yeah, all this crap. Way, yeah, man. If you guys want to do, I think we had a lot of like technical issues. If you want to do it again, maybe. And after a couple of weeks, or depending on your schedule, we can we can schedule again. It seems like we had a lot of because someone sent a message on Facebook. I think he was one of from my one of my groups, 
So he joined, but I, same issue. They had problem. You were like going back uh, on and off. <laughs> yeah, when we had that big technical glitch, like five people dropped at once. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Either that or the question I asked was really bad. <laughs> I know. I was like, are we asking some bad questions or what? I think it's more technical issues that we're having right now. But um, yeah. hopefully, like the the YouTube broadcast and the podcast that Matt's going to put up will sound okay. If not, we can always do this again when Blab's got their act together. But um, so. I think, Matt, were you done with um, that question so we can go on with the next one? Good. I forgot what we were talking about. So um, we were talking about what platform's best for the businesses, and I wanted to ask specifically about Instagram because we had a, a past guest on. Uh, Evan was on with us, and he's got an Instagram course, and Ali's got a couple of them, including some with hacks. and. Mm -hmm. I like to talk about Instagram because Jack Wilson and Phil Ebener and I, on our mastermind call, we were talking about uh, Pat Flynn and mm -hmm. a show that he had with the ladies from Simple Green Smoothies who totally mm -hmm. grew their business from Instagram and started these $5 PDFs and made over several million dollars now off of that and built entirely off of Instagram and their website. So let's talk about Instagram because it seems to be the hot platform. I know, what's the target age group for that? Yeah, I think uh, 18 to like 44 year olds that they're like really, and, but I think now it's, it's getting so big that everybody, people do not want to be off Instagram. So if you're, you know, 60 year old and you're at, you have a mobile phone and you know, you have kids, they, they're probably going to educate you about Snapchat and you know, Instagram <laughs> anyway. So I think, but actively, I think the teens, 18 to probably 44, that's probably the most active group on Instagram. Yeah, that leaves me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just just a little bit outside of that age group there. It's, it's always weird when that happens. Like, you know, you get those boxes where you check off your age group, and I'm like, damn it, I can't check that specific group anymore so You're like i i can't find 17 in there <laughs> yeah really. so, so is it is it because it's very visual like what 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 is the magic of instagram yeah i mean it's uh it's visual and uh forget instagram we like videos and photos as humans right mm -hmm. so that's the reason why but you know the key really is you know all there are a lot of people who are doing really good and big on instagram um if there was like another product which was visual, they would probably do good on that. So I, in my opinion, the, the, the trick really is your business and your product, is it really um, so like kick-ass that people will share it? So for example, you know, if I have a pizza shop, is my pizza shop so good or my pizza so good that when Matt eats it, he's going to tell Dennis. <laughs> and like other, and then, uh, you know, if, products are visual you'll see like food and smoothie and health and fitness the, the the products and businesses that have like visual aspect to them they do really good on on um uh, instagram but at the end of the day you know if uh, if there's smooth not good not tell other people or tag people or download the recipe back to you know the real question becomes is your product so good that people when one person uses it He's going to tell other and another, another person. Yeah. You, you know, oh, go ahead. It's funny that we were talking about pizza because my one of my best friends, his dad owns a pizza shop. And <laughs> he, like, gives us, uh, like, a free pizza, like, loaded. Like, he puts everything on it. And oh. he's, like, he's like, yo, just take, like a, just take a couple pictures on Instagram, like, post on Facebook. <laughs> and, yeah. like, we make it look really good. And, like, it's just... It's awesome that way. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool because it, it, it's really powerful. Um, like you were saying, food. I actually started an uh, Instagram group for free courses, uh, freecoursedaily.com. Mm. I only started that less than two weeks ago, and I already have 152 followers because I'm kind of mixing it in, like with some inspirational stuff and finding specific Udemy courses that I know 
are going to resonate with people like um, the one that I posted the other day was a free cocktail course on and mm. I, I think Matt I shared the, the like 10 of them and I just take a photo of my laptop screen at an angle and you know make it look good visually and it you seems take to be resonating. Jobs. Well, I could do screenshots too, but I just kind of like the, um, you know, like things like where I get the screen, but then you can see the coffee shop kind of behind it to make it a little bit different each time. And then, you know, like a little bit like my vacation, there was a, a rock called Balance Rock and I put Balance Life on there and that got some likes, you know, that's laughing, but it worked, Matt. <laughs> what's the what's the account name dennis i don't know if i'm following you on that it's uh free course daily so it's instagram.com forward slash free course daily so within a few weeks i already have 152 followers on that account mm, that's really yeah. see one thing i really I, I found it one thing i like by looking at it that's like another thing you the stuff on your account if it's consistent people will remember it yeah, that's like, and so um, I mix it in with the courses, but also a little bit that's like me, like on the go or whatever. So you've got the fountains, like I did a video with the fountains at a shopping center, and that's got uh, 20 likes and one comment. And I think for, you know, having just 152 followers now that at that point i didn't have 152 because that was like a week or so a week ago that i took that mm. and then some food photos because i was you know i out having lunch while i'm working on these websites or my facebook pages so i just kind of mix that in but i i do agree with you like you said that you want to make with instagram you want to have some kind of consistency if all i threw in there were courses every day i don't think that that would work specifically because it's now you know the 80 20 rule mm. uh, but the thing is is that these aren't courses that people have to buy so i'm not selling them courses i'm just saying hey here's a course that i think is really cool like the other one the other day was soap making and mm. it was free you know mm. I got you. Interesting. Yeah, you had a screenshot of your Facebook, I guess, newsfeed, and then picture of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's the the, the one up there is that bartending one with the cocktails, and that got 17, 17 likes. Because who's not going to like not like a a good drink? <laughs> no, two. One, you know, audience, huh? what's on, that on Instagram? Instagram's talking to audience. <laughs> yeah, well, I put a picture on my own personal account when I went to Jackpot, Nevada, of some Bacardi that I bought, and it was in a blue plastic bag, so it made the Bacardi look like light blue. And, of course, that got a lot of likes, you know? Mm. Now, People Dennis, love you can do, like, two, like, simple things to actually grow this really fast. One is, so if you go to, from your Instagram, like go to Udemy, mm -hmm. follow Udemy's followers, but don't do it too aggressive. So you, you probably want to do like 25, 30 at a time, and mm. do like three or four times in a day. Okay. So go to Udemy's account. Yes. Figure out who's following them and start following those people. Yes, because when, mm. when they see a free course daily is following them, they, some of those and it, it depends, you know, how, how much they like your account, but you can get like 20 to 30% people follow you back. Yeah, they, so they get, I, I didn't even think about that, that you can click. I just clicked on the followers. So now if I follow them, if I'm on my free course daily account right now, then yeah. that's who it's going to follow them as, right? Yes, yes. And uh, just keep it, um, don't follow more than, there are different like theories out there. What I do consistently is like if you're 25 to 30, you're safe. I think Instagram has a if you if someone does 60 in an hour, they they consider that as a spam or you know too aggressive. So, so you want to in a day, I can follow that many at a time. Like if you're sitting there right now, within the next five minutes, follow 30 people, and mm -hmm. then do again at five o'clock, and then nine o'clock, and then. <laughs> 
3 a.m. in the morning because I know you're gonna be up. <laughs> yeah. So 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 that's that's a tip for people who are listening is go find somebody out there that ha- is very similar to like what you're doing. So I do free courses daily, and so Ali's saying go to Udemy because they're mostly Udemy online courses, and follow the followers of Udemy. But like you said, not aggressively, and then that's a way to, you know, a hack and to build your following quickly. So I think that that's uh, really good information. Thank yeah. you. And the second one, Dennis, you're welcome. The I, I would say the um, there's some study by Track Maven that if you use 11 plus hashtags, um, you know that that gets you the most engagement. But I would say mm-hmm. maybe in your phone, in your notes, just save 30 hashtags or you know 25 hashtags. And use them consistently. I learned that from your course, actually. Yeah, and put uh, Evernote on my phone because one of his hacks was to take those hashtags and put it into like a a, a Notepad or Evernote or something like that, so you could just copy and paste those, so that you're not always having to type. I did notice that Instagram at a point remembers the uh, hashtags that you use consistently. Um, but yeah, that's a great idea to like have like for specific things like your hashtags ready to go. And I did notice that when I started, cause I always got on people who were posting like a lot of hashtags mm. on their Facebook account. I was like, Oh my God. And then, then I realized like from what you said that having a lot of hashtags like that is actually beneficial. It it is beneficial. It looks uh, like eleven's good, and I and the copy and pasting thing. I do that for YouTube too, because it can be kind of a, a pain to keep writing in the hashtags on there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and your blog okay. and everything, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe Just we create should create. Maybe we should create a hashtag app, guys. That lets people keep uh, their their hashtags. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I just uh, you just make a file on Google Docs and you just copy and paste it. <laughs> yeah, I know, know that. <laughs> I'm just like I, I just like hmm, maybe there's money there. What what wouldn't it be funny though if somebody was listening to this and that's what they did and it's like, hey, they just became a millionaire off of our idea. <laughs> yeah. So, so Matt, you can go ahead. And, you want to go ahead and go on uh, go with the the, the next uh, question then that we have for Ali. Did we lose? Hello? Hello? Hello, Matt. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. <laughs> all right, all right. Mr. Mute. All right, so sorry. All right, so Ali, any other uh, platforms you want to talk about, whether that be live streaming, Pinterest, Snapchat, um, any of those are most relevant? Yeah, live, yeah, live streaming is definitely, because it's, you know, video. It's gonna. It's getting big. It's gonna be big. A lot of people enjoy live streaming, but I'll, I'll go back to like, uh, you know, which one or two you like as a you know user or as an instructor or as a marketer the most. So just start with if you like Instagram, then my goal should be, hey, I want to grow from hundred to one thousand or five thousand on Instagram and get to a point when where people start asking me questions. Because when people start asking me questions on a platform. That's when I know hey, these people know what I do and they're reaching out to me. So that's what I would they, they just you know Snapchat is good, Pinterest. Hey, are you on? Are you on um, any of those the most? I guess. Uh oh. <laughs> he froze. Oh my goodness. We we can't hear you. I'm gonna go lay on the beer at Red Robin after this. It's too stressful. This is good. You're all <laughs> you going. To, you're going to Red Robin after this? No, I wish. It's too. Well, it's not too expensive. I don't. I don't need something unhealthy, do I? I need no. to go. I can go to Panera Bread. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I hope that he's able to get his signal back because we had a question. We're on, probably gonna have to. We're probably. Gonna, well, that dude left, but we're probably going to have to do this again. Well, I want to ask that question, actually, because what I yeah. can do is I can message him on Twitter and let him know to watch the 
replay so he can catch that. So you're back. Yeah. So go ahead and continue with your thought there. <laughs> can so you I hear us? I was saying uh, just focus on one or two. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah, focus on, ignore all the you know hundreds and thousands of channels. Focus on one and two and get to a point where people start remembering you and start asking you questions. Because that's mm-hmm. when you have sort of like built a mini brand on that channel. Yeah, and it doesn't like you like you were saying like a mini brand. You don't have to have like a large following to actually um, have a business. I know that Nathan Berry only had a couple hundred email addresses when he started selling his books, mm. and he went on to sell over half a million dollars worth of books. And you just grow your following as as you go, and so it doesn't take much um, as long as you've got a really good. Um, target audience it doesn't have to be that large so hey before i ask you that the next question matt did you have anything to add to that before i go on with the next one yeah i was i was just wondering are there any of those platforms that you're using the most snapchat pinterest or live streaming um snapchat i used a lot because i was uh, trying to learn it um but last like a month and a month and a half, I haven't used uh, Snapchat that much. I'm really the most, the two platforms I spend most time on is Twitter and um, uh, Instagram now. And third one is okay. Facebook groups. Facebook okay. groups. Yeah. Cool. So I think that that's good. Yeah. Pl- mostly places where if someone has a question, then I can easily engage and answer with that. So Facebook group, a lot of people have questions, so I can easily like engage with them. Twitter, a lot of people I can send direct mention to Dennis or direct mention to that person. It's like, you know, calling that person out or, you know, talking to them. How, yeah. do, you, how do you answer questions on Twitter? So if you um, use, um, I use a tool like Hootsuite, uh, but you can do it with Twitter. So on the, in the advanced search, just search for your like key terms. So for example, hashtag social media or hashtag online teaching or hashtag whatever your, your SEO. And then save that search. What happens when people ask questions, you, you will know what people are talking about. And it's sometimes they're questions, and sometimes it's just, you know, um, stuff that people are talking about, and you can just engage with them. So you can answer their questions if you see something that, that maybe stands um, out as something that you're knowledgeable in and, and respond. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I have Hootsuite. I just don't use it enough um, because, you know, what's interesting is like I just use basically Twitter just to broadcast out messages for my websites like um, Free Course Daily and online course coupons. And I know that it's working because I'm making income on that kind of stuff. So, you know, it works for me. But um, somebody had a question, and I think that they dropped off, but I was thinking that we could answer it, and then I could just message them on Twitter and let them know to watch the uh, broadcast. So uh, the question was, if you could share some of your best strategies for Google+, Plus, because I don't think that Google+, Plus gets uh, enough talk these days, and it's still there. And we have to remember that Google is the world's largest search engine. They might not be the best at social media um, when it comes to competing with Facebook, but there's still a presence. So what do you think? Yeah, uh, for Google+, Plus, if, we, if you're like content producer, you know, like uh, instructors and bloggers, then you want to join the communities and then, you know, paste your content or engage there in the communities. But the biggest benefit of Google Plus is if you have a brick and mortar business, then create a local uh, Google Plus page and complete it and then have your in-store traffic leave you reviews because that stuff is going to show up in Google searches. So it's still, Google is still going to, to rank that stuff higher in their search engine results because of it um, being Google Plus. So people need yeah. to remember that. Yeah. Good, good, good. I know that they've changed the look of it recently. I don't know if I really like the the new look of it. And I, I just, like, maybe, like, what's your opinion? Like, why do you think that they haven't been able to make any inroads against Facebook 
Is it just that Facebook is too dominant now that it's too late for anyone to compete with them? Because we know, like, you know, like um, MySpace was pretty dominant and they fell to Facebook. So you just, you never know. Yeah, and I think, um, Dennis, they, Facebook is definitely too big and it's probably the, the number one app people go to. Right, the the first app that people think about probably, and now maybe it's Instagram for some people, but mm-hmm. more, for most people, it's, it's Facebook. So if anyone wants to, you know, kind of, in my opinion, compete with Facebook, they have to create like a, a very clear differentiation. Even though if you if you kind of look at it, um, Twitter is kind of like Uh-oh. Facebook. You guys, there. <laughs> yeah, you froze for a moment, but you're back. Okay, so I think that's that's why, in my opinion, like Google Plus didn't didn't have like a clear differentiation, a reason for people to go there, uh, and they, uh, you know, that's why like it hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't picked up or picked off. Yeah, true. And the thing that I tell people is that when you look at Facebook, my mom is on Facebook, my aunt, my cousins, my classmates from high school, people that I used to work with years ago. So they're all there on Facebook. There's a certain audience on Google Plus that it's it's like Apple in a way that there's a, there's a certain type of person that has an iPhone or a, a Mac or something like that. And it's the same thing with Google Plus. And so there only are going to be certain people. You're not going to find my mom. You're not going to find classmates and my nephew and my niece on Google+. Plus. You're going to find everyone on Facebook. So I think that that's why they're so dominant. So um, they, let's see. They, uh, Matt, you can ask this question if you want. It was a question I think that I was going to ask next about um, the, the cells and stuff like that. Do you want to take that one? Yeah, sure. So I, what are some of the ways that you convert your Facebook followers, any, actually any social media followers into buyers and that you can uh, sell to them finally and make a sale? And there's actually, uh, there are different versions, but they're actually only one way of doing it. So once you have like an audience of anywhere on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you want to get their email leads because they don't go to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram with the intention of buying stuff. So you can still sell it if, uh, you know, depending on what type of product you have. But um, they're number one. I don't go to uh, Instagram to buy something and, you know, nobody does. Um, so there, the way is really to convert them into email leads and then, you know, email market or build a relationship in the email and then sell them. But, you know, converting them to email leads is really your, your offer needs to be very, very, very compelling. Otherwise, you know, and, you know, quick story. I, um, one of my offers on actually on my social it just, it used to be just, you know, sign up and get, um, uh, you know, updates on growth hacks and tips and stuff like that. So I used to, I, I get like a, a daily, a couple of emails, a couple of hundred emails every month. But last week, what I did, I changed it to, Sign up and you're going to get 30 free Instagram images that I made that you can, there's no branding on them and you can use them any way you want. So what happened, and I wrote a blog post, my, for next like two, three days, my conversion like bumped up. I think it was like a, a hundred, almost like 150% more emails I started getting, uh, getting after putting that call to action. So to answer your question, Matt, that's the only way you want to find a way to capture people's emails, uh, get them to your site and blog, and then build a relationship in the email and then sell them. Oh, sense. Thank you. And it, and it makes sense to have their email on the long term. And I think yes. that's a really cool idea of your lead magnet that you made 30 images on Instagram. It's, it's different then because everybody's doing like, you know, a free ebook or a free video course. Yeah. And actually the, uh, what days. I did. I, Sorry, Dennis. The- no, I was just wondering if he had a link to that that he I do knows. it too. Uh, yeah, if you go to isoshilu.com, the welcome mat that's going to come down, it says that. I saw I always laugh every time I say the word welcome mat cuz mat comes to mind. <laughs> 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 and, and, and he's looking good with his new do today, so. 
That what all the 25-year-olds are calling it do? <laughs> <laughs> what, you, you, what, what else do you call it? Your hairdo? <laughs> My haircut? Haircut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to go. I need to go get mine cut today too. So, um, oh boy! So I, we're almost to the end here. We've made it through, still alive, even though we've had some technical issues. I hope that the the product that comes out in the end is still decent. But hey, you know we can do it again. That's the cool thing about this kind of stuff. So, what one action uh, can you leave our listeners with? that they can do today that's going to make a big impact on any of the social media platforms that we've talked about today to, to help them grow that uh, maybe quickly or effectively. So the one tip there, if I had to pick just one thing, is um, start producing content consistently. So whatever you know, if you're SEO expert, art, design, designer, marketer like me, just start whatever I know, whatever you know, start sharing it with other people. Okay, so so that's a good idea. So how about like so we're letting them know that start um, doing cons, uh, uh, content consistently. Try saying that together. Um, where can they go? Like, or or maybe what kind of tools can they use so it makes it easier for someone like myself to find content? Do you have some maybe a few tips on that? Yeah. So it it depends on like personal you know style. If you're if you like being on the camera and doing videos, that's awesome. Then. You just make a commitment of every single, uh, you know, week or Sunday. Just do record yourself or have interview people, but mm-hmm. produce like consistent content. If you don't like to be on the video, you can, uh, um, you know, write stuff, right? Uh, write blog posts. But as far as the tools, what I would do is uh, use Buzzsumo. So Buzzsumo is a, you can find like what's trend, trending topics in your niche. So if you go to, let's say if you're an Instagram marketing expert and you go to buzzsumo.com and put Instagram marketing, You'll see mm-hmm. all the viral articles in last, like, uh, you, you pick the time frame, six months, one year, three months. And then when you look at those articles, you your mind starts spinning and you start thinking about what you can write about. So imagine yeah. there's, an, there's an article about here's the top 10 uh, mobile apps for Instagram. Maybe you can write here's the top 10 desktop app for Instagram. So you're kind of like putting content that, that aligns with the content that has already gone viral. I, I forget about that tool, and that's a free tool that also has a premium version. And so that just brought to mind your blogging course that you have that I signed up for. And there was a tool that you mentioned in there that um, I, I forget the name of the tool, but maybe you can let people know that helps you actually pick some good headlines. Do you, do you remember what I'm talking about there? Yes, and actually I have a, a free course on Udemy and Skillshare both, I think. Uh, and they're actually, um, they're, I think I have found like seven or eight tools. Um, HubSpot has one, Pork, pork Tent, I think I'm uh, pronouncing that right. It has <laughs> one. Um, and I can't, there, there are a lot of like other ones too, but that course has like seven or eight that you can use. And it's actually really... Sometimes, like I don't feel I, I don't I feel like I don't know what to write about. But when when I just search for headlines, and it's really you know uh, interesting headlines these tools suggest, and then your brain starts spinning, and you're like, hey, you know, I can actually write about that. You know, funny story. I think a couple of days ago during lunch, I was playing with one of those tools, and I searched Facebook marketing, and one of the suggestion was you know three or five Facebook pages um, that you should look at during your lunch. So that's like an interesting, you know, you're still educating people on good Facebook pages they can go to for information, but the way they put the title up is like really interesting and catches, you know, attention. Hmm. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, anybody have any questions? No one <laughs> any, any, any closing thoughts, Ali? No, I think uh, we probably covered a lot of stuff. Uh, it is really, really, really tough to, you know, to break um, or, you know, kind of build a mini brand or brand online these days because there's a lot of noise. But I think the only way is and it probably will be for a while is produce good content and consistent content. Because that's Great. how, like, yeah, if you look and a lot of times if you're, if you're consistent, some people, the way people produce content is different for everyone. Some people are comfortable with video. Some people are comfortable with 5,000.
So people, some of my clients, if I tell if, if I tell them a blog article within 30 minutes, I'm going to have 3,000 word article which reads awesome. So, but I like personally, it's really tough for me to create like 3,000 word article without, uh, uh, you know, without spending like two weeks on it. So you have to kind of like be self-aware and see what, how can you, what's, what's your style basically? How can mm -hmm. you produce content? Yeah, and you will only do that when you're, when you're doing it consistently and uh, like learning, have a feedback loop for yourself. Yeah, I like video personally. I, I was telling Matt that uh, I had been wanting to, before these blabs, go on to the group and do a Facebook live broadcast. So I went on and told people to join us live. And it was the first time that I've used the app on my phone. And last night, a guy was walking around his neighborhood and he was talking about stuff um, with his business. And I thought that that was really cool because you were talking about content. It's a great way to connect with people just like this blab is right here. But Facebook Live, I think that there's so much more potential than than blab because of the fact that you already have the audience on Facebook. And I even saw the other day that there's a way now to connect blab so that these actually will broadcast on Facebook Live. So I need to look into that. But Matt, what do you prefer? Facebook Live or or network social networks in general. Well, just do you like video? Or do you do you like blogging? Oh, I love video. I just yeah. yeah, I all my posts are all about video, and I just have probably like five hundred words explaining what the yeah. video is. I I don't like writing. Yeah. Well, I, I like think blabbing. I just think it's easier. Like if you do like maybe like quick snippets or whatever too because you know like it's talking about instagram with the generation that likes that kind of stuff they just want things quickly that's why they like texting and they use like the you know the abbreviations and stuff mm -hmm. like that because they want i i want the information that i need quickly so that i can go back to doing what i was doing which is trying to make a living you know yep yeah yeah so where can people find you online? isocialu.com. That's my website or uh, um, email is ali at isocialu.com. And I'm always on, on Facebook, so <laughs> I've been in all the groups. <laughs> yeah, I, I see you're posting in there because I, I, no, I, I noticed that you're posting articles and all of that in there, and I thought that's a, a great idea. I, I need to do that more in the Anything Udemy group is just find good quality articles that will resonate with the people who are in that group because I didn't necessarily want it to all be coupon posting and stuff like that. I want people to learn information. So, Matt, where do people find you online? Find me on skillhance.com, enhancing your skills on the daily. <laughs> on the daily? <laughs> his... his his tagline, I was like, um, what's his tagline today? I, it's the same, but that one was a little different there, but that's cool. <laughs> well, somebody made me self-conscious that they kept saying, like, I think he said skill hands. So now I need to say, like, enhance your skills so people get it. Oh, okay. No, I didn't think get you, like, when you say skill hands. I know there are some words out there, like, I forget what it is that I said that um, – you have to let people know because it sounds weird or something like that when you say it. So you can find me online at DennisJSmith.com. And if you're listening, visit FreeCourseDaily.com, where each day for 365 days a year, you can get a new free course delivered to your inbox. And DennisJSmith.com forward slash blab, and you'll be able to watch these blabs, the replay of all of the blabs that Matt and I had done, which have been like, there's over 20 or more that we've done now. And Matt also- There's 12, uh, this is episode 12. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, but there's other ones that we've done under my shows that I okay. was doing. Oh all my right. gosh. You're lucky that you don't live, oh, and there goes the cat behind you. <laughs> the cat, yeah. <laughs> she usually runs away when I'm talking. I don't know, I'm surprised she's, I'm surprised she's here. It's easy. So 
So I was going to say that on Matt's website, Skillhands, you can listen to the podcast version of this, too, if you prefer podcasts. It's also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We do this every week at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Thursdays. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time. We want to thank Ali again to um, for joining us today. We're sorry that we had technical difficulties, but um, hopefully you'll be able to come back and listen to this and, and learn a lot because Ali has a lot of great information to share. So thank you. Ali, thank you for coming on. <laughs> sorry with all the technical difficulties. Me. See you. All right, guys. Have a great day. See Thanks. you guys in the Yes. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Facebook group.